Welcome to Five on Five in Five. This is the WLWT podcast where we give you five stories on Channel 5 in five minutes-ish. Uh, we're going to do our best today. Yes, you're hearing a different voice to open the podcast. This is Kelly, joined by Fletcher this morning. Dad is on assignment, so we will see him shortly. Uh, but we won't hear from him in today's podcast. So if you're wondering why that booming voice is missing, he will be back with us. Uh, let's get started with the forecast this is kind of like a twofer. Yeah, uh, we're going straight into it today. We're going to go straight into our topics because the weather is a topic today. Tis the season. Um, we are in a winter weather advisory. So I will enter music here. This is our first story, the winter weather advisory. Um, it is in effect starting at 10 o'clock this morning. It lasts until 1 o'clock tomorrow morning. So this system has falling temperatures. Strong winds is the really, really big part of this because of... Uh, the actual snow accumulation is going to be very uneventful, very unexciting for most people. I know a lot of people want there to be snow this time of the year, um, but it's not going to hang. So it's just the cold temperatures as well as the wind. So pockets of snow showers, the combination of it could cause visibility issues on the roads this afternoon and into this evening. You think snow squall situation where you're driving. It's the worst feeling in the whole world. You're driving. You can't see anything. We want everyone to be safe. This is one of those situations. If you can just stay off the roads when that's happening because you will avoid any kind of issues. Um, you know, it's not like rain or uh, I can't even think of another example of when you're like, oh, okay, like I can just go really, really slow. No, these snow squalls, you can't see anything. So the roads are warm enough where accumulation is very unlikely. ODOT has been out. So if you see them, they're out there pre-treating the roadways. Um, raised surfaces, on-ramps, off-ramps, bridges, that's something to be mindful of today. So... Um, that is all the forecast will give you. We'll get into the rest of the week a little bit more tomorrow, but wanted to get that off the top and make sure everybody was aware. Get through kind of the first winter threat, I'd say. And again, it's not even right. that there's going to be too much snow to handle. It's that combination. Yes, the falling temperatures, but really the combination of the pockets of snow flurries plus the wind whipping it around that will make visibility if you're traveling uh, a little more treacherous than uh, than normal. Yes. Okay. Our next topic. Yes. Our second story this morning to the uh, actual quote unquote news, non-weather news of the day. Um, a Northern Kentucky student juvenile has been charged after making threats against the school in Boone County. Right. So this was an Ignite Institute students, the student rather, the threat came through on Saturday night. Officials say they responded to the report and investigated. They have charged a juvenile with second degree terroristic threatening. Deputies say there's no known threat to the school, the staff, the students at this point. Um, now, Ignite is a STEM-focused school in Erlanger. If you're unaware what Ignite Academy is, um, we will likely learn a little bit more. Obviously, with a minor, we don't learn a ton. We'll likely learn a little bit more about uh, if this student will face all of the charges that are currently set forth. Um, but again, they investigated it very quickly. School is scheduled as normal for this Monday. I almost yes. made it Tuesday. It's Monday. Almost. We're almost there. Yeah. You're almost there. Yes. Um, yes. A lot of times with these school threats, we'll learn, like you said, the tiniest extra detail, age, right. grade. We don't know any of that yet. Um, but of course, we will uh, provide an update when slash if we do get that information in uh, in this story. Moving on to our third topic this morning. No further action is going to be taken at the state level on issue two, as we've talked over the last couple of days and weeks. But that could be a good thing as local growers and dispensaries work out to roll out their stock to the public. 
Right. So nothing will happen until next year at this point. It hasn't gone to the House yet. That's where they they couldn't get it through before the end of the year. So they will take that up in 2024. Yes, Daniel Dindex spoke with a local dispensary that's a medical marijuana dispensary about the recreational part of this and how it could look, how it could work um, before product is widely available. Uh, The dispensary says the delay will help the supply and demand issues because uh, there was conversation potentially that before the end of the year it would be available for purchase. Well, all those dispensaries would have to stock the shelves, knowing that more people would be able to come in for that. Um, so this gives them a little bit of time. They are already seeing lines with the no red tape in the way currently, and it gives growers time to ramp up production. The experience inside, it's going to be very personable. It's not just like, oh, you walk up and pull something off the shelves. You're going to talk with somebody. They're going to walk you through it. There's an iPad that's going to explain everything. Things will be locked behind boxes to make sure that no one's grabbing and going and all of that stuff. So um, it'll be very interesting. She talked also about the prices as well, um, saying it'll vary, as you can imagine. Uh, Depends on the amount that you purchase as well as the potency of what you purchase and at the end of the day, what you do, in fact, purchase. Is it something you smoke? Is it something that you're going to eat? Is it and all those things? So uh, head to WLWC.com. We'll have more there. Yes, for uh, all those answers and a couple more uh, over on our website. Our fourth story this morning, uh, we're learning an update on the condition of one of the victims from the Beaver Creek Walmart shooting that happened just a couple days before Thanksgiving. Tierra Taylor Swain, uh, she's been in the hospital, uh, was one of the victims. She was shot seven times. Uh, Again, that was the Monday before Thanksgiving, Monday evening. Um, And uh, our Rachel Hirschheimer spoke with her husband, Terry, who says that even with her injuries, she is able to remember everything, saying she can tell you the play-by-play of what happened, which is both harrowing and kind of terrifying to be able to remember that. And then, you know, when I first heard that, I thought, well, that makes sense because how many times do you think she spoke to law enforcement or doctors to say this is where everything is? So it's probably very much ingrained in her mind. Um, Terry also says that uh, Tira is moving in the right direction, saying that there are good days, there are bad days, um, taking things day by day, but saying that she is keeping her spirits high. Um, You can hear uh, Rachel's full conversation with Terry uh, over on our website for an update on Taylor Swain. Also a link to GoFundMe for the family uh, over on WLWT.com. And finally, to round us out, Bengals played Saturday, so we had Victory Sunday. Uh, hopefully you took uh, took Zach Taylor's uh, advice and were able to sleep off the extra drink or two that you had. It seemed like it seemed like people did, yeah. Yeah, and you had an overtime session to, uh, to maybe squeeze in one more. Uh, so three games left in the regular season. Uh, as we sit right now, the Bengals are in a playoff spot. They opened this past week as the 10th seed. They are now the 6th seed, and everything broke their way on Saturday. The win over Minnesota. Pittsburgh and Denver both losing, putting them in that sixth seed before play even kicked off yesterday. Uh, now, there's still a bit of a logjam. Five, eight, and six teams. Remember, it was the seven and six teams last week. I think six or eight of them uh, last week. Three of those eight and six teams are in the AFC South, so one of those will win the division, and then we'll see how everything else falls there. Uh, with Baltimore's win on Sunday Night Football last night, that eliminates the Bengals from the division title race, so they won't have a three-peat, but playoffs are still very much in reach and the Bengals back in action again on Saturday they had a Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers a game that I don't haven't worked out all the math but I imagine a Steelers loss would pretty much end their season with only two games after that fact um, and that's a game that you can see exclusively on WLWT all right very cool all right that's five on five in five for your Monday morning we will be back with you of course tomorrow you can always get the latest at WLWT.com